Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Looks like London. After all of that, we are going to be getting one of the legal brick-and-mortar pot shops here in London, Ontario. And the, the location getting some attention here. An application has been submitted to the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario to open a pot shop at 666 Wonderland Road, the plaza where the Ore House in McGinnis Landing recently closed down. Mm-hmm. I never realized, I, I've been going to the Ore House in McGinnis since I was a kid. I never realized that it was at 666 <laughs> Wonderland Road. That's the mark of the beast, baby. <laughs> There's no guarantee that the store is going to open in London. The applicant has to pass a background check. And they have to be up and running by April 1st, which is also hilarious. By April Fool's Day, they have to have the pot shop running. Mm -hmm. But we weren't sure we were even going to get one in the city of London. Now it looks like the old Orhouse or McGinnis could be... London's the Forest City's pot shop. Jim, you think it's a great location. Yeah, because it's a block away from my house. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And also, you know, it's a good location, lots of parking, easy to get in, easy to get out relatively. You have in that plaza as well, you've got Ring-A-Wing. Uh-huh. You have the Stag Shop. Little Caesars, you get a hot and ready. There's a lot of options there. Tim Hortons, if yeah. you want a coffee and uh, some Tim Bits. Convenience store with a whole slew of munchies in there, too. It's a, yeah. it's a dope spot. And it's a legend- Literally, it may it's be a, a dope, dope spot. spot. And it's just a legendary spot. Like, everybody remembers the Ore House. It's, thankfully, there's going to be something else iconic that's going to go in there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. We got a uh, an email here from one of our listeners who wants to remain anonymous. Says, you guys are joking around. And laughing that the marijuana shop is going to be opening in the old ore house, possibly. Well, I don't live far from there, and I don't like the idea of an unsavory element being brought into our community. I would much rather that marijuana shop be located east of Adelaide. Wow, that is rude. What does that have to do with anything? He thinks that if there's only one marijuana shop in London... Everybody's going to be coming into that neighborhood, the good and the bad. So he's concerned about the type of people that are going to be shopping at the weed store. I think the clientele of weed these days is a lot different than what people who don't smoke weed think it is. It's, you know, I went to the illegal pot shop, um, the dispensary, the dispensary downtown, that yeah. thing. and don't get me wrong. There was a lot of weird people, but no different than a beer store. You you would see people in suits and ties and stuff like that if that's yeah. what you're um, what you think is a successful person or something. But there's all walks of life that would walk into the illegal pot shop. So I'm assuming more upstanding people would go into a legal pot shop. And again, it's no different than any beer store I've ever been in. You live not far from there. You wouldn't be worried that it would be attracting. Uh an element that would be unsavory to your tastes into your neighborhood, Jim. Listen, if you think people are breaking into your car to afford weed, that's not that's not what's going on. Well, that's not the issue. The other thing is, people are still going to be buying marijuana illegally. Yeah. And if there's an element you don't want in your neighborhood, what are the chances they're going to hop on a bus or get in a car and drive across town to just to buy their legal their weed legally instead of buying it from their dealer who lives a block away from them. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, would you rather have somebody come into your apartment 
and buy weed. You know what right. I mean? There is a lot of apartment buildings right there too, next to the Or House. Yeah, there's a lot of people that live that intersection. That's a, one of the busiest intersections in the city of London. So I understand why they would want to open it there. Yeah, and it is you know it's it's kind of it's easy enough to get to from anywhere in the city. Close to downtown, relatively. Close enough, yeah. Oxford, you can shoot right down Oxford, right across the city. You can go up uh, Wonderland the other direction, get across the city, get your hot and ready, a <laughs> couple big fat spliffs, and <laughs> some ring-a-wing. Love it. Plus some lingerie. <laughs> now that's what I call a Saturday night. <laughs> Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Drew. I got a little tidbit on your weed situation. Yeah, the weed so, store uh, in the old ore house. What do you think? Right. Well, I, I worked for a courier company, right? And uh, the unsavories this gentleman's speaking of could be his next door neighbor, right? Yeah. I deliver probably on average 30 packages a week in the uh, west end of the city. So I don't see an issue with it being at 666 Wonderland Road North. The other thing is we've had uh, grow-ups in the past busted in the Oak Ridge area in the west end right. of the city. You know, Absolutely. They say, you're, remember the, the cops said years ago, you're never more than a 20-minute walk from a grow-up in London, no matter what neighborhood you're in. So Absolutely. move to London. <laughs> yeah, put it, on, I, I, put it on the side. <laughs> exactly. I grew up in EOA, and uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I was around it my whole life, so bring it to the north end, right? It's already there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Dad, have a good morning, bud. Hey, FM 96. There'd be more unsavory characters coming on that or house at closing at Bar Rush <laughs> than there was of anybody going into a marijuana shop. Especially on a wacky Wednesday when the yeah. pints were cheap. Absolutely. I've been to that or house at closing and that parking lot. There's tons of people coming out of there, so... The new uh, marijuana shop, the legal London pot shop. We we only have a chance of getting one here, and the proposed location is six sixty six Wonderland Road, where the Ore House Bar Sports Bar used to be, and McGinnis Landing. There in that plaza is where they somebody has applied to put the uh, first legal marijuana shop, and we read uh, an email that we got from a listener who said that he doesn't want it there because that's near his house and he thinks they should put it in East London instead of West London because he doesn't want riffraff coming into his neighborhood. Go ahead. You're on the Taz Show. Hey, I just wanted to give a kudos on anybody with a stigma against uh, the EOA. I live in the EOA, like right out Hamilton and Egerton pretty much. Yep. And I I love my neighbors, man. Like, And it's just kind of sad to have a bunch of West Enders like put us down because like Ealing's are one of the great, uh, one of the best uh, public schools in, uh, in London. And you know, we just have a lot of good things going for us and a lot of young families trying our best and West Enders just keep on putting us. Well, down. hold on, hold on. If you don't want people in the West to lump you in uh, all in together, then don't lump all West Enders in. I live in the West End, and I am a big fan of hanging out east of Adelaide. You're absolutely right there. I, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be hypocritical there. But you know, you know exactly what I'm saying about the uh, about that little pot shop. Uh, not uh, the guy's not wanting the pot shop in his place because, and it should be in the East End because that's where all the riffraff hang out. I don't think that's right at all. Boodles.
Pudos to that guy. Why can't we all just get along here? Mm-hmm. EOA, WA, does it really matter? We're all Londoners. Let's let's just get along. Should we play our WOA song? It's been a while, Jim. This has been about four years ago, probably, <laughs> when we wrote that. Or is that just going to make things worse because it is full of stereotypes? Well, you know what? That email came in, and that's what yeah. that guy wants to chirp EOA. We'll, we'll go on the offensive. Okay, so this is, you know, the Bob Noxious song, EOA. When it came out, Jim and I wrote a song called WOA, West of Adelaide, uh, just to make things even across the board. And this is for everybody listening who was offended by that guy who says the pot shop should be EOA, not WOA, because he doesn't want the unsavory element, I believe, was the, the quote in the email coming into his neighborhood. WOA, here we go. Sums it up there. It really does. Wow. You live WOA, Jim. Don't know my neighbor's name. And you never use your pool. The what, dog you, does. <laughs> you That's got it. in there once or twice last summer, right? Pot <laughs> uh, up at the Ore House. WOA! So a cool trailer for a new movie directed by Danny Boyle. He's the guy who did Train Spotting, Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, the trailer for this new movie called Yesterday debuted online yesterday and the premise is pretty cool it's about a guy there's some sort of global phenomenon and this dude's in an accident he's a struggling singer songwriter and he quickly realizes after this this power outage or some sort of global phenomenon that everybody has forgotten who the Beatles are except for him yesterday all my troubles seem so far away. 
Paul McCartney wrote it, the Beatles. Who? Stop it. Yesterday. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. Well, it's not Coldplay. It's not Fix You. <laughs> <laughs> Is this not... Everybody's had this fantasy before. A mil- Dude, I used to fantasize about this all the time growing up. I'd be sitting in church and I would think about like going back to Jesus times and like just blowing people's minds with with like every song in the category... All the top hits of all time. The 1900s on, like every song. Go back there and be like, Spaceship Superstar! My scenario would always be back in time as well, but I was never going back to like Nazareth and so I could sing Nazareth. (laughs) Now you're messing with a... (laughs) I just feel like, you know, it would just blow people's... They wouldn't even know what half the words mean. Sure. But to take credit and to be able to go back in time mm-hmm. and and know every great song, be the one who writes it, you'd make millions of dollars, you'd get a ton of attention because you have all the knowledge of every great song ever written. It is a pretty cool fantasy to have. If if I did it, a lot of the words would be different than <laughs> they are now because you know, I know s- some or most of the lyrics of my favorite yeah. songs, but... I'd have to fill in the blank somewhere. Yeah, I'd be like, ah, uh, okay, I know some lyrics, but I'm terrible at guitar still. Yeah. How am I going to figure this one out? What chord is that? I don't know. <laughs> goes like this. <laughs> yeah, so this guy, he goes on to like start releasing all the Beatles music as his own because he's the only guy in the world who remembers who the Beatles are. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes. I'm just uh, listening to Jack's new song. Oh, yeah. What's this one called? Leave it be. Let it be. Well, rock on, Jack. Word has gone out about a new pop phenomenon. Your music, it's incredible. Yeah, it's cool because you would feel guilty. Like, that's the trailer. Like, obviously, you got to feel a little bit of guilt because you know you didn't write these songs. Everybody's calling you a genius. How yeah. do you do it, Jack? <laughs> it, would be, uh, it would be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. What band, Jim, if you could only take credit for one band, so this power outage happens, everyone wakes up tomorrow, they have forgotten about one band, except for you, and you can release all that band's music as your own, who would you pick? It's a tough one. I mean, I try to pick something that would last, stand the test of time. I think, I mean, Beatles and Rolling Stones, I think, are the obvious two answers. Yeah. But I would go, like, maybe CCR, uh-huh. a little Credence. I think they've got amazing tunes that have stood the test of time that would translate, you know, whatever time you went back to or whatever, the w- songs would still work. I may have to go Phil Collins or Hall & Oates. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, you can't go back and just do Hall and Oates. Watch out, boy, she'll chew you up. Wow. And for some reason it doesn't hit. She's a man eater. (laughs) She's a rich girl. Something, something, trust me, it's a really good song, guys. (laughs) We're asking you guys, if you found yourself in that scenario, what band would you like to take credit for? Go ahead. Hey guys, uh, Led Zeppelin, are you going to get a million phone calls 
Dude, Led Zeppelin already did try that. <laughs> they hoped that they wouldn't remember all those blues riffs they ripped off. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, what, what's your name? No. So, so, Zeppelin, here we go. You are the new Led Zeppelin. Let's hear what you got. And she's buying the stairway to heaven. Next. Oh, that, was, that was horrible. That was horrible. Yeah, that's the other thing. You got to have some sort of musical ability yeah. to make this this fantasy work. I think. Hi, FM ninety six. Who's this? Roxanne. Roxanne, what band are you taking all the credit for? Guns and Roses, all the way. Oh yeah. Mm. Let's hear a little "Sweet Child of Mine," Roxanne. Oh, that's my favorite song of all time. <laughs> Give her. Um, yeah. Really? Well, everyone, ev- nobody knows who Guns N' Roses are. This is your chance. This is your big hit single. Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> this is what would happen. Oh, man. Um... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sweet child of mine. Whoa, sorry, I'm driving. <laughs> you know, if I was you, I would go back and get rid of the police like they never existed. So every time you say your name, uh, yeah, that song is not so. That's a song I'd have to completely delete from everybody. <laughs> yeah. Roxanne. You just want everyone to forget about the police and you're not going to write their songs. <laughs> yes, you got that one right. <laughs> Thanks, but Roxanne. You're welcome. Bye. Hi, FM 96. All right, I got a classic. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to sing it to you and tell me if you know what it is. Okay. One thing, uh, one thing leads to another. Yeah, from the 80s? The fix. Yeah, you want... So if you had the opportunity (laughs) to take credit for any band, you would take credit for the fix. No, you, I, no, I thought you said any band that's like a one-hit wonder. No, no any band at this all. This new movie, the guy, everyone in the world forgets who the Beatles are, and he starts releasing all the Beatles songs like he wrote them. Even if it was a one-hit wonder, that's <laughs> the one you choose. You could probably release that song now, and most people wouldn't remember it. Right. Okay. Like, go with My Sharona or something. <laughs> okay, so I would go with Bob O'Reilly. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, the Who would yeah. be a good catalog good. to release would, as your own. I would do, sorry, guys, I misunderstood. Don't play it on <laughs> radio it's too late (laughs) bye hi fm 96 morning gentlemen how are you today good what band are you uh do you hope everyone forgets about so you can write their songs over well me and junior are on our way to school and we decided one of two grades uh a metallica Uh uh-huh or b queen okay let's hear a little duet between the boys here you got to be able to pull off the singing, too. What song are you going to do? You want to do Master of Puppets? All right, ready? Master! Master! Master of Puppets are pulling your strings! Watching your life, catching your dreams! Now he's laughing. Top of the charts, guys. Way to go. Who wrote that? <laughs> the guy from Metallica. No, oh. you're supposed to take credit for it. Oh, Joe, his name's Ryder Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Great songwriter. What an up and coming talent. It's not cold, play. It's not fix you. I want to see you, Peacock. Time for sports with Peacock. We had Team Canada playing in London last night against Team USA. Unfortunately, 
Canada lost, but it was a great night over at Budweiser Gardens, Devin. Like, if you were one of the uh, 8,400 people there who went to the game, you were treated to a show because uh, Canada probably should have won the game, fired like 33 shots on net, uh, had a lot of a lot of chances in the game. Unfortunately, sometimes you run into a hot uh, goalie, and when it's between Canada and the United States in women's hockey, like, they're the only two teams that matter. And so whenever you see those two teams play, you're going to get a game. Yeah. And it was just, I just think it's cool when we have London as a venue for these national events. Like we had the preseason game for the World Juniors last year. You get this. It's, it's fast and fantastic to see in London. And it's a Tuesday night. It's women's hockey, which some people might say, oh, who wants to go watch women's hockey? Well, almost 9,000 people on a Tuesday here in London, Ontario, wanted to watch it. And it was really cool to see a lot of images posted online. If you're watching the game, you notice a lot of uh, young girls in their hockey jerseys out there, a lot of moms and daughters in the crowd. So obviously there is a market for uh, not just hockey, but women's hockey here in London. I said on Twitter, I think this is another example that London's a good spot for the World Juniors. I also had someone tweet at me saying, I wonder if London would be a good spot for the National Women's Hockey League. And it was something I hadn't thought of before, but when I actually I, I Googled the National Women's Hockey League just to see kind of what's involved in that. And I think London would be a good spot for the National Women's Hockey League. There's only five teams in it right now. There are no Canadian teams, but that doesn't mean you can't have Canadian teams. There's Canadian women on these teams, obviously American women as well. Where, are, where London, are the teams in the States then? How far down do we go? Uh, not too far. I've got them up here for you. Yeah, they're Boston. There's uh, Connecticut. They have the Met- Metropolitans, which is uh, a little unknown. They got Minnesota, Buffalo. So all the East End. It's all in the region. So they're by no means going up to London would be going out of their way and you continue to grow the game. Like one of the the great things that we had with the NHL All-Star game with the fastest skater was you had a woman competing and blew the doors off everyone and was one of the highlights of the All-Star weekend. She was the biggest story that came out of that weekend. So you have, if you have more, it's not like we're lacking for Canadian, you know, female hockey players to be role models. We got lots of them. We could use a whole lot more. But to have those girls go to a game like last night, potentially in like a National Women's Hockey League game in London would be fantastic. And last night it was proven there's a market for women's hockey here in this city. Thanks, Dev. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.